Get the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music guide you through the opaque world of venture capital and reveal all the ways you can source capital for your company's growth. It all starts right here with Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music on VC Confidential. Welcome to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with my co-host and partner at Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music. Together, we are managing directors of the Sibylla Masters Fund, and you can learn more about that at masters.vc. This show is for investors and entrepreneurs alike. We are going to rip that lid opaque lid off the conventional venture capital and show you how it works. And that's why we're here, folks. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Anne. What's on your mind this week? Today, as we record this episode, it is International Women's Day. Yay! (laughs) I do have to ask, why do we only get one day, you know, and (laughs) one month, you know, but that's a that's a topic for another. another Oh, you're grumpy this morning. I I know. Another pod, you know, feeling my power as a woman. Okay, let's talk about women, women funders today. We know the sad stats about female founders receiving conventional venture capital investments. And we've talked about our hopes of seeing a changing tide. Today, let's get under the hood to see what will actually change the really untenable imbalance of flow of capital and power to women on this planet, female funders. Hmm, excellent. Okay, female funders and allyship. I can get into that. Who can move the needle on this imbalance and how can it be done or what needs to be done? Okay, so let's start with some allyship from the Financial Times, shall we? There's a good publication. Um, So as a respected source of news, when the subject of inequities in venture capital with respect to women founders is covered in the news, this is allyship. So I want to thank Chris Flood, the author, and we want to thank the Financial Times for their allyship in this effort to improve the numbers. So thanks, guys. Now, on September 6th, 2020, so middle of the pandemic routine, right? Chris Flood reported in the Financial Times that the Goldman Sachs, uh, that Goldman Sachs had analyzed 496 large cap U.S. equity funds. So that's kind of public stuff, right? Nearly 500, with combined assets of 2.3 trillion dollars, and they compared the performance of the fund, where at least one third of the portfolio management roles were female, with portfolio management teams run entirely by men. So at least one third women or entirely men. And (laughs) he called out the obvious, which you and I call out all the time, Jillian, Mm. the money is not following the money. (laughs) Yeah, not kidding. (laughs) Women-led funds, Chris wrote, remain a rarity across the investment industry in spite of a growing body of evidence that more diverse teams produce better results. And that is a quote from the FT. Yep, yep, that's right, Anne. So merely 14 of the nearly 500, 496 U.S. funds analyzed were run by all women teams, 14. As an all-woman run team, that puts us in pretty rarefied air over at the Master's Fund, and albeit we are private, not public equities. So with so little fodder anyway, Goldman then classified an additional 49 funds as female 
managed funds. Now, these funds were run by teams where at least one third of the portfolio managers were women, a much lower benchmark to qualify, not even 50-50 management control. All right. I need to put some in some perspective here. In most, if not all, corporations and organizations, need I say, around the world, a two-thirds vote can enact or overturn almost anything, mm. almost any time. Okay, you have a point. <laughs> if one-third of the management is female, two-thirds is male, right? Okay. The guys are going <laughs> I to- I know where this is going. <laughs> it's, it's a numbers thing. The guys are going to rule the day every time, whether they agree with their female counterparts or not. It just bears saying two-thirds is a controlling margin. So one-third female is hardly female-led at all. So there. Okay, blunt and true. <laughs> um, and point seated in. I think it is important to put these things in perspective. Nevertheless, again, so little evidence, if you will, so few companies that were all female run, so many that are all male run, they had to go and do something. So here we go. On September 6th, one of the toughest years in, 20, right, in 2020, right? So one of the toughest years due to that unprecedented global shutdown of so much of the world's economy, Chris wrote, so far this year, female managed funds on average delivered returns of negative 57 basis points compared with their benchmarks. So they had a benchmark, they did 57 basis points, less than what they had hoped for, right? Or projected. But all male funds performed worse with an average return of minus 164 basis points. Since our listeners are not seeing this info by nature of being listeners, although we will put the uh, link to the article on our LinkedIn mm -hmm. page, Outlines Venture Group, but since they're not seeing this info, uh, let's be super clear here. Female managed funds better mm. by 34.75%. Mm -hmm. mm. Yes, they performed better by 34.75%. Yeah. What is it we say about women leaders of privately held companies? They return an average of 35% higher ROI to their investors. Well, mm -hmm. there you are. Public too, by the way. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, well, well, women fund managers seem to be holding that line, even in the toughest markets and toughest times. So uh, let's just reiterate and point out that these numbers include both private and public equity funds. There is simply more data from public funds management. Yeah. And these are the uh, most current numbers to date. We'll actually address the thing about private fund management later in the podcast. Okay. So, Anne, I just have to read this next quote from Chris's Financial Times article before we move on. He said, even after adjusting for risks, ma female managed funds outperformed their male counterparts amid the coronavirus-related market swings. This was by David Coston, which, uh, who is Goldman Sachs' chief U.S. equity strategist. And further, David said, J.P. Morgan's $1.3 billion tax-aware equity fund, which has been run by Susan Bowell for the last 12 years, ranked as the best woman-only managed performer. It has outperformed its benchmark by 27 percentage points so far this year. In other words, they set a goal before the world shut down, and they outperformed the goal, even in a, a global shutdown, right, by 27 percentage points. Astounding. 
Bailey Gifford's U.S. Equity Growth Fund, which counts Kirsty uh, Gibson as a member of its portfolio management team, ranked as the top female managed fund, in other words, in which only a third of the women were part of the group. And that has outperformed its benchmark by 55 percentage points so far this year. So I just have to ask, you know, before we have a couple minutes before we have to go to a break. Um, it seems like the money is following the money there with these uh, large public equity funds. How do we get that translated over into the private equity? Well, let's talk a little bit about allyship, shall we? Okay. Allyship. We've heard a lot about that this year when uh, we are, when uh, the, all of the Black Lives Matter uh, came up and so forth and so on. But allyship actually has a much broader appeal. Um, with uh, the stunning numbers that we just described, I'd like to move on to an MIT Sloan uh, recent newsletter where they in which it published some ways to be effective allies for women entrepreneurs. Note, I said effective. That means more than just so much lip service, window dressing, and tokenism. And we will get into that after the break. Let's take a break now for our sponsors, and we'll be right back with some more insights into the world of venture capital on VC Confidential. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. I am Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music talking about what you as an investor, advisor, or entrepreneur need to know about venture capital. Today, before the break, we opened the conversation about women, and in particular, women investment managers. And we saw some interesting points uh, from MIT Sloan's Ideas Made to Matter newsletter in an article called Four Ways to Be an Ally for Female Entrepreneurs. 
So, Wademan, our dear listeners may be wondering why we're moving from female funders to female founders statistics here. And it's noteworthy that women who launch venture capital firms are also founders, right? They're also raising capital to build their own VC companies. And this, you know, female founders, GPs of their own VC funds, are female founders. And MIT Sloan's list of effective ways to be an ally apply. So, carry on. <laughs> And that's a really good point, Jillian. I'm so glad you clarified that. We wouldn't want to be confusing our listeners. Now, the MIT Sloan article states what we already know. Female founders in the U.S. get less than 3% of venture capital dollars. In December 2020, Fortune magazine published that Black and Latino women received 0.64% of venture capital funds between 2018 and 2019. And this data was updated at the end of February, 2021. So it's really very fresh. Mm -hmm. Much of the recommendations for allyship in this context come from Emerson College's Suzanne Althoff, who wrote a book, Launching While Female, Smashing the System That Holds Women Entrepreneurs Back. Seems to me everything she says applies to uh, female fund managers as well. So let, let's dig into some of the details. Altov says true allyship, allyship mm-hmm. is becoming an investor, including as a mentor. But what's more, to take a step beyond to become a sponsor, share agency, make introduction, bring women founders into rooms to which they would otherwise not have an invitation, especially underrepresented uh, founders and funders. That's true. So underrepresented funders are underrepresented founders, as we pointed out, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. we couldn't agree more with this, right? Some years ago uh, on our CEO Coach podcast, also hosted by our friends here at WMR.FM, some of our listeners might even recall that we launched the One Seat Challenge. At that time, we challenged every company that hosted business events to set aside at least one seat free of charge, including the cost of the ticket, the lunch, the before and after events, et cetera, et cetera, the full pass for someone who would not ordinarily have access. And then we challenged them to reach out, to be that ally, to make sure that person showed up, right? To find them, source them, and bring them in to the fold. At that time, we called out people in entry-level positions who historically don't move forward, people of color who are often overlooked, women of all ages who hit a glass ceiling far too early in their careers, and maybe even students who may be uh, interns. Uh, It is not always easy to do, but we actually got somewhere on that challenge. And and that seemed encouraging to me. People reported that they had done so and continue to do so. Yes, we did, and they did, and it was just thrilling to watch. And we amplified that to challenge conferences to balance their female speakers with male speakers as well. Your former company, Moz, did and still does that to their credit and to their advantage. So Altaf provides some clear guidelines. And she says when there is a, and among those, one that really leapt out at me is that the matter of microaggression. Now, Jillian, we've all suffered it. You know, the constant interruptions or worse, being completely ignored in a conference room and passed over uh, for the men in the room. So uh, what Altaf 
the author uh, suggests is to flip that around and practice micro affirmation. In other words, uh, broadcasting good work and providing support in both private and public ways. That makes good sense. Yeah, I was thinking about one example I just read the other day about microaggression that really annoyed me was Radhika Jones, who was the new um, editor-in-chief of Vanity Fair, who just mm -hmm. pointed out in her editor's letter in a recent article that the she had a parade of interviewers who came in to say, you know, essentially the same question one after another, how are you going to do what Graydon Carter did for this magazine? And um, but she said there was one in particular that every question he asked, he asked her, she'd start to answer and he would interrupt. Yes, I saw that also. And she said, I was new, I was in my own office, I was new. I didn't um, want to seem uncooperative in my brand new job. So I let it go. And she said, I've regretted it ever since. I just wanted to bring that up in case anybody wonders mm -hmm. what microaggression is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree that, uh, you know, it's something that's really important to, I don't know, to call out, to understand, and then to see how you can do something that would be exactly the opposite. Right. So when in meetings, when in uh, conferences and so on, uh, to literally put your hand out and introduce someone who isn't part of that inner circle already. Um, and this is not just a guy gal thing. This is not just a black white thing. This is anyone who does not yet have that connection. Bring them up. I mean, and I remember when you did that for my own son, you know, inside the world of search marketing, you already had established your presence and your uh, power within the space. At the time, I think you were on the advisory panel of one of the largest or the largest uh, search marketing conference series and so on. And you welcomed the newcomers in regardless of who they were. And I think that's the important piece that we're asking people to be mindful, to seek out those who don't often get pulled in and pull them in. So. And, and that's what we mean by <clears throat> sharing your agency. Yes. I think that's, that's what exactly to keep, right. keep in mind. So uh, finally, to uh, uh, finish off with uh, uh, Suzanne Altoff, she said, use your dollars to make ecosystem changes. Now, since we are in the business of dollars, <laughs> you and I, Jillian, um, that got me to thinking about putting those dollars into female founders and furthermore, into women-led venture funds. We know that women-led funds invest more in women founders and diverse teams the way that we do at Masters Fund. This was under question some years ago, but the data is has arrived. Um, mm -hmm. it, it is known now that this is how this happens. So this brings us to a super opportunity to point our listeners to the conclusions and action steps laid out by our friends at Women in VC and how to address that very problem. That makes sense. Um, and, you know, since we're uh, focusing on supporting women female, you know, funders today, women funders, right? Um, we based it on this simple fact, you know, more female funders, more female founders funded. It really is that simple, if you will. So, um, you know, when funded, both the female managers 
and the female founders of returning outsized ROI to their investors in both the public and private equity space. And now I think we've kind of pounded that into the ground. I don't think there's anyone listening who doesn't understand what just happened. Right. It's pretty simple stuff. Uh, you can become an ally by investing in a high-returning fund operated by women and gender-diverse teams. Boy, does that sound familiar. Oh, wait, that's our thesis and master's fund, Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I read it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, We invest in women-led diverse teams because they are the highest-performing teams on the planet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, understanding that and understanding how it actually becomes a thesis of an investment fund is intriguing, right? I mean, this is exactly what you and I have done. So I'm going to say, you know, let, let's move on to something that our friends over the Women in VC group said. Now, that's a global community of more than 3,000 venture investors across 60 countries. They report, uh, their, their recent report called the untapped potential of women-led funds made several points that are worth reiterating today as we celebrate women's International Women's Day, excuse me. Um, so let's quote them because this stuff is so good. Venture investors have an extraordinary power to impact broader society norms. They decide what founders get funded, what businesses stand a chance at success, and what products get to market. I mean, think about that. You really are formulating the societies of the future. These things, in turn, exert a determining influence on our culture. Even by very conservative estimates, these 275 women-led firms, and they're now they're referring to 275 emerging women-led firms that they were tracking, right? These 275 women-led firms are poised to invest in more than 7,000 companies in the coming years, potentially creating more than 80,000 jobs. That's just kind of the averages. With women proven to be more inclusive in the profiles of founders they back, this cultural impact, right, the cultural impact this could have is unquantifiable. That's amazing stuff. So the report's authors, Su Chen Dong and Jessica Peltz, urge investors to take action. And they provide a very handy graphic that paints a picture of both the opportunity for investors and the urgency for investors. We're going to take a break now for our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at what this painted picture looks like. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy at VC Confidential. We'll be right back. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. 
You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with Jillian Music, and we are so glad you joined us once again on VC Confidential. Today, in honor of International Women's Day, we are talking about how to improve funding for women entrepreneurs by improving funding for women funders and the uh, 275 emerging women's-led VC firms. So before the break, Jillian, you were discussing a uh, report done by our friends at uh, Suchin Dong and Jessica Peltz at Women in VC, and they're pointing out uh, the opportunity and the urgency for investors. And I know it's a graphic. We will put a link to it on our LinkedIn page, which is mm -hmm. Outlines Venture um, Group on LinkedIn. But can you give it? Can you describe it for yeah, our listeners? Yeah, I was going to say it's um, it, it has a number of circles, if you will, and and kind of the impact of what's going on. It says that 5.6 percent of U.S. venture capital firms are women-led. 5.6 percent. So not quite 6%. That's not the 80-20 rule yet or anywhere near close. 2.1% of firms are founded by women of color. This says lack of access to everything from capital to agency to introductions to power and all of that and possibly even educational opportunities that open those doors and certainly financial opportunities that enable them to take advantage of the opportunity to open an enterprise. 4.9% of VC partners in the US are women. So 5.6% of the firms are women led but across the board, only 4.9% of VC partners at all, it just in the US, are women. 90% of all women-led funds are considered to be emerging managers. Now, there's the killer piece, investors listening in, right? If you're looking for a place to put your capital that's going to make a difference, bring in a higher ROI, Right, and support goals that would say we're looking for a better gender balance across the capital world of the, uh, you know, of our markets. Look for the emerging managers. That's where you'll find them. Seventy-three percent of women-led firms were founded in the last five years. They're new, and they're new managers. Okay, twenty-three percent are currently raising their first round. Right, don't run from the first round. 
leap to the first round, right? Where the money is going to return the highest ROI. I just want to say there's a strong corollary in entrepreneurship too, that most of the new and um, explosively exciting ideas come from people, not from the conventional area of thinking, you know, who who find new markets, new ideas, fresh thinking. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, first time founders and first time founders. And it, so here's, Something that uh, our friends at Women in VC pointed out that I really brought this into focus for me. The universe of women-led funds is small, but it's growing. If they've identified 275 women-led emerging funds um, around the world. If each of those 275 funds received an anchor check of just 10 million, which is, you know, kind Paltry. of pocket change yeah. <laughs> for big firms, uh, that 2.75 billion would provide essential momentum that can help carry an entire generation of new managers. So it snowballs. This is an actionable opportunity, they say, to make lasting societal change while capturing significant upside. So they offer some significant recommended actions, and I'm just going to run through these so that uh, we can uh, talk a little bit more about some of the really interesting things about this. Um, if you're a fund manager at Conventional, check out um, your managers in your portfolio. What is the diversity that you have in your fund? Get involved. Accredited investors looking to meet and invest in women-led funds can fill out this, uh, can, can join the VC in, in Women in VC Movement for Change. And lastly, as our friend Barbara Clark says, write the damn check. <laughs> yes, <laughs> write the damn check, double it, and lead the round. <laughs> Right. That was her advice to women fund managers. But again, for those who are investors, right, get involved, do it right. This is a high risk asset class. It's not for everybody. But if you're listening in, you're probably already there or interested in it. Right. Again, all kinds of regulations around it. We're not telling everybody to put their money down without thought. But if you invest in this sector, especially if you're already a fund manager, right, take a look at this stuff. So here's the thing. Let's take a look at the top 10 venture capital firms. They account for 120 billion US dollars of assets under management. This is the global stuff. Now, according to Jennifer Rudin of Statista, right, in 2020, venture capital worldwide accounted for more than 161 billion US dollars. Note that this would indicate that the top 10 VC firms alone account for 79% of all VC funds under management, 128 billion divided by 161 billion, both in US dollars. Well, there's your 80-20 rule in action. Yeah. So what are we going to do about this today? Well, glad you asked because we've been setting up for the statement I have to make this entire show and perhaps for the entire past decade of our careers, Jillian. Today, we launch an allyship allyship challenge in venture capital. We are challenging the world's 10 largest venture capital funds to invest 1% 1% of their assets, just 1%. It's, you know, it turn out your pockets, fellas. It's, it's in there. It's the loose change, you know, in emerging women-led funds. 
from the top 10, only 1% gets us halfway to that 2.75 billion. Here's the thing. Remember the snowballs. This act of allyship alone can provide the opportunity for all these managers to prove their theses and continue return outside outside ROI to their investors. Once you get the first turn of this flywheel going, as Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point, so clearly pointed out, the big middle will follow these powerful early adopters. Yes, and let's repeat, investing 10 million into each of the 275 currently emerging women-led funds equates to 7,000 new companies funded and 80,000 new jobs created. And that's just in the United States alone. Imagine that. And that's a wrap for this episode of VC Confidential. We invite you to join us each Tuesday for a new episode as we take a deep dive into the opaque world of venture capital and share learnings and ideas on the inner workings of this so shrouded corner of business finance known as venture capital. We'd like to thank our producers at WMR.FM who graciously hosted our previous CEO coach show for more than a decade and host our new VC Confidential show now in its 30 eighth episode. We are grateful for their long and continued support of our work. You can listen to all our episodes from both shows right here on WMR.FM and in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever else you like to get your podcasts. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we are so glad you joined us on VC Confidential. Till next week. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.